0: Hi, welcome to my session. Uh, I'm doing a session that I've been doing for nearly the last decade, all about iOS management and Mac management. Um, it's where one of the two specialties I kind of grew up with, VMware and Mac. It's um, so a little about me, I'm Gareth Edwards. Uh, you can find me at GarethEdwards86 on Twitter, virtualizedfruit.co.uk, and you may recognize my voice from the OpenTech cast, which I have a few colleagues here with me today. Um, You may have also come across another side project that came out of one of our local VMUGs, the Open Home Lab project. Um, And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm gareth at vexpert.pro, which was a massive accomplishment for me in the last literally two weeks, I believe. So um, what spurred me on to do this talk, um, and it was a kind of mixture of things, and the biggest thing for me is uh, actually one stood in front of me, a MacBook Pro. uh, they're becoming more prevalent in the workforce. As an IT administrator, generally, this has always been fixed to your directors and you know very key staff. But actually now they're becoming more of a first-class citizen. Anyone has them: sales guys, tech guys. You know, generally anyone out there will have one of these machines. And actually, should they be any different to your Windows PC or your director's PC? Should they get the same level of care across the board? Because at the end of the day, it's one less support ticket. You know, if, if all your guys are person, how to manage your Macs, how to secure them, how to install software. You know, it's, it's, it's a win-win. So taking it back a step is how was this used to be done is uh, I go many, many years back to actually when Apple built servers. They actually built an item called an Apple XServe. Uh, and even before virtualization, you buy these in pairs, if not fours. And you'd have them in weird configurations with HA that was all coded uh, and it was all a bit messy. Uh, Or you even went as far as uh, something what we used to call a race, which is basically a redundant array of inexpensive servers, which really wasn't the term when it's Apple kit and it's two or three grand to go. It's quite a lot of money. But some of these core businesses that I worked for were marketing agencies turning over millions a quarter and their systems had to be online. So. After all these years, I got very used to scripting everything. Everything came out of the box. It was still an admin task, either me as the lead engineer or possibly one of my other guys building these machines. Uh, and in the last couple of years, with AirWatch or Workspace ONE, you can actually provision machines zero touch as administrator. But there are a few little things you'll need to do this. Uh, one is Apple DEP, or the Business Enrollment Program uh my only key thing with this is you need a magic number called a duns number your two people in in your business if you want to try and track them down is either your legal team or your finance team one of them will have this magic number Uh, and this is a free service offered by apple Uh, and you can either use them direct or uh, an authorized reseller they're all over the globe Um, there's quite a few in the uk but with these two things what you can do is when you buy your macs they enroll them into this portal and this pushes items into AirWatch for you. So it registers them Mac to you and your business and it will kind of bootstrap the build process for you. So it will go this Mac is owned by Joe Blogs or Acme company and you must now enroll in AirWatch before I actually build the machine any further. The other kind of couple of things that you might have to play with if you're doing this in iOS land is Apple Configurator. So there isn't a Windows version of this, so somewhere in your department you will need a Mac. It's just one of those things Apple have never quite branched out past there. And the other thing, it sounds odd, but some time in user forums. Go out and talk to your Mac users, find out what's paining them. Nine times out of ten, it's because in fact you've pulled away their admin rights. Um, but with a lot of this, you, they don't need it. If, if it's coded and scripted correctly, you can actually self serve. Um, And one of the other things is the magic of unboxing. Uh, We've given the users the choices in in our company. You can have a Windows PC or you can have a Mac. Um, And the only caveat we have with them is they unbox it in front of us and plug it into an ethernet port on the desk, what we call our build desk, so it does that bootstrap process. We ensure it talks to Apple servers the moment they turn it on. Um, And if this works, it's just hung. Hopefully, the video will start to play. Um, And this here is a live out-of-the-box user experience that I actually did the other week. So uh, you get all the normal things that you're probably very much used to at the box. You select your region, you press next, select keyboard, and this is this bootstrap screen. So at this point, the Mac has gone off and talked to Apple. It's realized that this device is owned by my company. And at this point, this is a user association. This is the biggest thing for the users. As they've got out the box, they've typed in their username and password there. And they've associated that Mac with themselves. And then the rest of it just continues on as you'd usually feel. You can tweak up some of these screens. You'll see this screen here. It'll actually do it. It configures the Mac. And actually, in the back here, I've actually scripted some stuff in our build. It will drop back to the login panel, as you can see here. So I've already put on my backup system administrator. For any reason, I can still get into Macs if the employee leaves or they're disgruntled or whatever. I can still get into that machine. So from a security spe- perspective, I've already done it. And it's actually jumped ahead of me. You see this little bit here? I've already joined this to my Windows domain. Now, as an IT administrator, I haven't lifted a finger so far. I've already joined my Windows domain, and I've logged in with my AD credentials. And I, I haven't done anything. As an IT guy, I've literally not touched this map. My user has done this whole journey so far. Um, so, you know, that, that's what I find is really powerful about this. You, you're decoupling the IT admin away from it, which is quite, quite good. And you can see here, it's now built on my profile, which most people are used to. In, in the Mac world, sometimes this can be cumbersome. Um, there's an old term called the magic triangle when you had to try and have your MDM or your Apple solution, your Windows domain. They didn't always play nicely, but I think, you know, this, this just seems to work really, really well. Hopefully. So at this point, the Mac's logged in, still with the user, and just up the top here, you've noticed the the AirWatch agent has just already self-provisioned, installed, and they haven't done a thing. And this is just me checking. But you can see here, it's already joined my AD domain. Again, I have not, as an IT admin, touched that laptop in any way, shape, or form. And you can see the uh, AirWatch agent has gone on, already contacted VMware and self-configured. I haven't done a thing. I might have to skip the video on a little bit. Um, but this is the uh, what we call our, our app store. It's a branded uh, store from Workspace ONE. And the users can actually install the apps all by themselves. We list out all our line of business apps. This is our sandbox. There's not so many there. Um, but again, the user does not need admin rights on that machine. They click on the go. You'll get a response saying that. The server's re- re- actually got that response back. Um, I might have to skip the video on a little bit because I did actually do this in real time. Um, so apologies. But you know, actually, if I move the mouse out the way here, actually see down here, little loading bars come in. So it's already gone off and contacted Apple, already gone off and contacted my uh, software deployment server, which is just an Apache server where I have some third-party apps. And you see the little launch bar hop up and down and hey presto, I have some Mac OS store apps already on there. The user has not inputted any admin credentials whatsoever, so I can still maintain security on that machine. And it's just, it's a win-win. Win Win for IT, because they're not phoning up every five minutes going, oh, I need another app. The only time that happens is if it's a brand new app we've never seen, and many of us will probably have a policy saying IT should probably vet that app the first time. Um you can see here VLC. and it, does anyone in the crowd probably use VLC? They'll know that is not a inbuilt app to the Mac store. So it's not restrictive to just Mac store apps. You can package apps up. Um you may have seen that I've gone as far as the most awkward app ever is actually got the Adobe app building for our graphics designers. They unbox their Macs, it installs Adobe Cloud and I do not touch the Mac at all, which for me is beautiful, because that is normally the pain, configuring Adobe. Um, So I'm hoping that's in there. So yeah, there's me just, again, demoing another third-party app, which is Cyberduck. Again, and this is the blend. You can actually release both apps. You can release the app downloaded, and you can also release the app store. So again, you can give the users choice of the versions that they use. So how does this work with iOS? And essentially, it's exactly the same. So all those screens you saw at the beginning, the phone will go through the same screens. And then it will pop up saying, please enter your username and credentials. They get exactly the same thing. The phone associates with the user, checks their groups, and it can also auto install apps. So if they are a director, it may well install Outlook. If they're a support guy, it may well install RDP. Um, The only caveat with this one here, though, is is, I spoke about Apple Configurator. DEP can only be applied to the machine when it's first bought. But the nice thing with iOS, you can actually add that anytime. So as long as you have the device in your hand, it's not joined onto the iCloud, and you have a Mac, you can create a circle of trust, pardon the pun. You plug in the phone, you reboot the phone, reformat it, and you can create that trust, push things up into DEP, so you, you know you don't have to go through that whole scenario. Has uh, anyone got any questions at all? Nope, absolutely, it's free. You just literally have to apply to Apple. Hence, why like I kind of said that magic code called the DUNS number is um, just speak to your legal team and hope they'll be able to give it to you.